Welcome to Paul Mort Talk Shit. Curious fellow, but I like him. Paul Mort Talk Shit. Paul Mort Talk Shit. Paul Mort Talk Shit. He's a shady character. What's his name? Hey, yo, yo, yo. Paul Mort Talk Shit. No idea what the number episode is, but wow. What a fucking 90 minutes we just spent with my friend, um, Steve Green. Man, we uh, we wrapped about a whole ton of shit here, from how Stephen ended up in the army, to how he dealt with it coming now, to uh, suicidal thoughts, contemplating and blowing his own head off, to growing a, a property empire, becoming a property millionaire, to making himself uh, homeless and addicted to heroin or, um, yeah, man, this this is a this is a head melter, and we finished off on his uh, upcoming world record attempt of doing two Ironmans and um, back to back after not even running for ten years. So yeah, strap yourself in for this one because we go through the whole fucking range of mad shit. Yeah, enjoy it. All right, hey hey hey, welcome to another episode of Paul Mort Talk Shit. And today, I'm talking shit with my man, Stephen Green, and, let's not forget, the main fucking man, young vanilla gorilla, uh, Mr. Mac Reader. Mac, what are you saying? Hey, hey. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm very, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. I'm excited. Day. Mr. Stephen Green, welcome to Paul Mort Talk Shit. Thanks, mate. How are you? Uh, mate, I'm excited. I'm super excited about this because uh, um, I first heard of Stephen, actually, this is mad how I heard of Steve. I heard of Steve when I spoke at Expert Empires and Andy Harriton said, you need to hook up with this guy, Stephen Green, because he's doing some mad shit. And I met you. Then I met you a few months later when I was named Master Coach of the Year, FYI, everyone That's listening. Right, yeah. <laughs> and I met true. Stephen and then I followed him on Facebook and I was like, wow, this fucker is as mad as me, if not madder. So, <laughs> so I'm all about Stephen. He's got a little bit of everything. Like, he's got so many stories that I can't wait to tell. And he's a successful property millionaire, which is amazing. Um, so, mate, I've got so many questions I want to ask. So many questions, but we'll have to frame like who you are, Senji. And I actually don't like asking this question because I already know, but I've got to remember the guys might not have any idea who you are. So who the fuck's Stephen, Stephen Green? Uh, as you said, I'm uh, probably a crazy fucker like yourself. <laughs> um, I don't know if it's the area that we're from. Uh, maybe it's the air in the north or something like that. Or... <laughs> well, the area you live is a little bit different, yeah. isn't it? you got all that smog in that there. Well, I was thinking that when I came over. I thought, what a shithole. <laughs> <laughs> you must have came the coast yeah. roadway, yeah? <laughs> nah. Um, so who am I? Um, I was uh, somebody who had a, a lot of shit, I would say, in my childhood, and that, that's, mm. that's been my biggest driver. Mm. Um, I believe, and we've talked about this, obviously, already in terms of your, your story. Mm. My, my story, I, I think when somebody feels good, it's, you're in line with your story, what you believe to be true. Mm. Um, and when you're not, that's when there's this uh, con. Uh, Confliction yes. and uh, turbulence. I like. I love yeah. that word. Turbulence. Yeah, all turbulence. Yeah. yeah. Um, so basically, when I, I was a kid, I had my dad was my hero, and um, he was this big, strong, fit bloke. So that was that was my story of of how a guy used to be. But I was the complete opposite. I really? was five foot three at school, smallest person in the school. Um, literally, 
um, just just tiny, skinny, weak. Really? So um, for me, I had a big ego issue with that. There was, yeah. um, I, I could laugh with my mates and stuff like that, but deep down it used to piss me off. Yeah. And, and, and that really drove me to, uh, to sort of want to silence people and, yeah. and say, fuck off. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I love that. So that was cool. And then did you join, because I know you've been in the military, did you join military straight from school? No, I didn't know. So I, uh, I followed my mates. Um, I went into, uh, I worked in a shop for a bit, in a health shop. Then I mm. went into uh, plumbing. Didn't really know what I wanted to do, just followed my mates about as you do. <laughs> and then uh, I had a relationship that I uh, split up with a, with this last, probably my first serious relationship. And I just thought I want to get out of the area. Yeah. And uh, I was going to go work on a cruise ship. Really? Yeah, I just thought, I, I just need to be out of the area. And, and one of my mates said, why don't you join the army? Uh, yeah. and, and I just thought, fuck it. Yeah. And, and how I old were you then? 20. Oh, really? Yeah. Shit. Yeah. And where did you, what, what's that whole story? What? So literally um, the next day, we, we, we were stoned that night as we used to be around them times. Yeah. So um, uh, next day, all the lads were laughing, going, fuck off, you won't go in the army and yeah. that. And then I just knew that night I'd made my decision. I yeah. thought, I'm going in. And Sounds like that fuck you mentality. Yeah, again definitely, there, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, you said that I can't do it. Yeah. Oh, okay then, watch this. I, I think by then, though, things had changed a bit. I'd started to put a bit of weight on. I'd started to train and things like that. And yeah. um, I was feeling a lot more... Um, to, to be honest, I was always fairly confident. Um, but I guess I just started to, to believe in myself a bit more and... Yeah. Um, Went in the army. Uh, it was quite quick. Followed him, and he didn't end up fucking going. And he 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 basically really? took me down on that. He started yeah. the process. He didn't end up going, and, and and I went in, and it just sort of all changed from there. Really, yeah. um, just really opened my eyes to a different world. Yeah, yeah. And did you tour? Yeah, did uh, Afghan, Iraq, Oman, Kuwait. Shit. Uh, so how Canada. long were you in for? Like total. 11 and a half years. Oh, fucking hell. You're playing this off as... <laughs> he is. He's just trying to approach past it, isn't he? That's he is. No I, I, love, I love that about our guests sometimes when they just... They kind of just go... Like, they're just really Surface modest level. and that. They're super yeah, modest yeah. about it. Like, Anthony Crawler, right, said... Remember he said, right? He said... I do a bit boxing. I said, who are you, Anthony Crawler? He said, I've done a bit boxing. I'm like, mate, you're a champion Set of the boxing, fucking yeah. world. You fought Lomachenko and Norez and that. And he said... He also had an incident in his career where he fractured his skull and broke his ankle when a burglar smashed a paving stone over Yeah, there. I remember reading He said, that. oh, I hurt my ankle and I cut my head open. I'm like, bro, <laughs> come on, man. Yeah. So the army thing, you're in for 11 years, you do all this touring. How was that? Uh, it, it was a great experience. It's something that I would recommend if I had my time over, I'd do it again. Really? Um, but... You obviously, you're exposed to things. I, I had a really difficult time. So in 2003, mm. um, in Iraq, it, it wasn't the most, it, it wasn't particularly what we seen. It was just the, the environment. So mm. I'd already been to Afghan, but when we went to Iraq in 2003, we were the first ones to cross the border in, uh, in cross Kuwait into uh, Iraq and we were given four litres of water a day. And when you're in 50 degree temperature, carrying body armour, weapons, and, and yeah. your four litres, that's to drink with, shower with, brush your teeth oh, with. Oh, shit. Hell. Yeah, so all of that goes out the window. That that four litres wasn't even enough to drink, like you're pissing dehydrated. Because yeah. um, there's no supplies, you're the first one out there. And uh, everyone just had the shit sickness and... Yeah. I lost a, a load of weight. I went down to about 10 stone again. Shit. And uh, that self-image again of coming back of, mm, yeah. 
I'm this, uh, I'm going back into this skinny kid that yeah. with insecurities and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that really fucked with my mind. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. uh, so yeah. how, how did you handle that? Like what, what kind of, I didn't handle it very well to be fair. Um, and that resulted in me looking down the barrel of a weapon and considering blowing my really? head off. Yeah. Oh shit, bro. Yeah. So I, I was pretty low. Yeah. I didn't tell anyone. I kept it to myself, but, um, it was like looking now, it it was nothing to do with, with the place or what was going on. It was all my insecurities of yeah. I'm going back to this uh, yeah. the kid at school, to this kid at yeah. school that was ill. And so we left the army in what year? Uh, I left the army in 2010. Shit. Yeah. Wow. So. I didn't know. I didn't, I thought it was longer ago than that that you left the army. So we left the army in 2010. What was your, cause we hear about this a lot, right? Everybody, you get the guys that really fucking struggle that are being in the army and gone into civilian life. What was that transition like for you? Yeah. Really bad. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it was going really well. So when I first got out, uh, I, I I, I was already in property. I was already doing well, so I, I pretty much knew my. Oh, path so you started watch. the property yeah. in yeah. in the army. What yeah. got you into that then? Uh, I just uh, I started to put a money in a bit of ices and that. You get yeah. you get financial advisors come round on the camps and start to say like, look, you should be putting some money away and things yeah. like that. My yeah. dad was always that sort of had that mindset of saving and things like that. So yeah. I put some things in a couple of ices. Yeah. Um, and I just started to uh, look at other things. I've always been entrepreneurial, like selling things on eBay and yeah. motorbikes and cars. I've always loved that yeah. that trading. Yeah. So uh, I just started to look at property, and uh, mm. I ended up just sort of falling into it. So yeah. when I came out, I was already quite well established. I yeah. was making money from flipping property, yeah. and it was going well. Um, but I think one of the things in the army that I missed was not being around my mates when they were watching footy matches, drinking mm. through the week and things like that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I went down that road. I, I basically uh, started to drink and I got to the point where I was going out five, six nights a week. Yeah. And uh, I, I just spiralled. I, I, my granddad died, which was the trigger for me, and I know that now. Mm. Um and then I started to get PTSD, dreaming that I was back in Iraq. Really? And, um, and that just got worse and worse. And in 2013, I literally broke. I had a mental breakdown mm-hmm. and uh, I had to go see army counsellor. But that for so me... So the army was still yeah. supporting you three years later? Yeah, well, it was more... One of my mates who was in the army told me I had PTSD and I was kind of in denial. I was like, I haven't got PTSD. I haven't like been in sort of any life-threatening situation. Mm. Mm. Um, and he was like, you have, he said, them dreams that you're having have been in Iraq over and over. It's yeah. a form of PTSD. Yeah. Um, and he, he gave me a number basically of, uh, of like the army welfare and, yeah. and, and I rang him and, and, and they just literally linked me with someone straight away and yeah. said, yeah. yeah, you've got PTSD. And, and does that still pop up now for you or nah. you got? No, nah, I, I literally, um, uh, that, that, them four sessions that I had, because that, that was it literally. Really? Um, I, I cried my eyes out every single session. Yeah. So I was just obviously burying all that, that shit. And yeah. I've always been like that with my emotions, anyway, yeah. of, of suppressing them. And yeah. for me, it just all came out the whole I lot. Say that, I think that emotional release as well of like, actually crying it's a yeah. physical it's a physical hey, you know an amazing an amazing analogy i heard it was in this book called why good people do bad things by debbie ford an analogy i heard about these emotions was that it's like 
when you're on a holiday in a pool and you push a beach ball under the water, yeah. you push it down and there's pressure pushing back at you and it's yeah. fine until you like, the angle changes a little bit then all of a sudden you Ooh. fucking explodes and yeah. the, yeah, the beach yeah. ball comes up, there's fucking water all over the place. That's a, that's one of the best descriptions I've heard of, like particularly men's emotions. We push it down and we push it down yeah. and all of a sudden it'll just fucking come out and cover everyone yeah. in shit. Yeah. The thing is, <laughs> you push it down so it. slowly as well that like you nah. don't even realise until it's nah. ready to Well, pop. it's not a bloke thing to do, is it yeah. really? Do you know what I mean? We talk about that a lot, like, like, like it's not really a bloke thing to do. Talk about your emotions and that. Like, actually, I'm sure we'll get onto this at some point. I, one thing that triggers me about this whole mental health charity day, it's like, oh, we'll just talk, and I'm like, you know, that's just a fucking start in it. Yeah, that's just a fucking start. So was that your first kind of foray into personal development, or were you into it before that? No, I was actually into it. Um, the first time I was exposed to it was in the army in 2006. Mm-hmm. And I got told I was going, I was doing really well in the army at the time. I was a corporal, I was a senior physical training instructor in the gym. Mm -hmm. And I got told it was a reward because of me getting really good results. I was going on this training course and I didn't want to go on it. I was kind of like, why don't you send someone else on it who's not getting results? Like you're sending me on a course, how to get results when I'm getting the best results in the gym with the recruits. Mm -hmm. And they were like, look, it's not a punishment. We're rewarding you for... um, and I went on it and I was an awkward fucker. I, I said to the guy on, on, as soon as I got there, I didn't want to be here and that. And uh, yeah. by dinner time, he just completely had me won over. Really? It was like... Um, was it anyone yeah. famous? Was it anyone no? Was it- no, it, it was a guy, uh, I'm, I'm still in touch with him now, Mark Woodhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, great guy. He was mm-hmm. uh, ex-army himself. Mm-hmm. Um and and he he just he, he's the guy who I always say turn the lights on for me literally. Yeah. What were some of the lights then? What were some of the remembering back then? I mean, you might not remember, but what were some of the lights that he really switched for you? The the biggest thing I think was um, because of my mentality and the way my dad was with me, like thrashing me as a kid, forcing me to go out on my bike and things like that, yeah. and really pushing me like physically. Yeah. Um, when I was a, a PEI, as a, I was horrible fucker. That's the only way I can put it. Yeah. I used to just thrash the recruits yeah. and I used to love it as well. Just the more pain I could create yeah. from it, the, the, the better it was. And yeah. if, if the program started off with a four mile run, mine would start off with a seven or eight mile run. And, and by the end of it, I just, I just flogged them more. That's the only yeah. way I can put it. And, yeah. um, and, and, when the recruits used to go home on Christmas leave or summer leave, they'd always come back to me and the fitness had dropped off. So my mentality was that the, um, they haven't got that discipline. They need fucking thrashing. And and he, he basically asked me a question. He said, so it's really good. You've got your recruits to this level, but how long are you with them out of their 22-year career? And and that's when it sort of dawned on me that I was, I was looking after them for 10 weeks or, Now what's going to happen for the other 21 and a half years that I'm not there? Yeah. And he basically talked about empowering them. If yeah. they can, if they're believing it themselves and they've got a big enough reason why to do it, yeah. you won't need to be there. Yes. Um, and that's when he sort of got my attention. And, and when I implemented it, he was yeah. right. Um, yeah. For the first time I had recruits going home on leave and they were coming back fitter mm. because we taught them the reason of the benefits of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So you start, it sounds like, like you figured out this whole thing of if you can get them to find this leverage yeah. for when you're not there. Cause let's face it, right. There'll, there'll be quite a few personal trainers listening to this, right. You, we all know that that hour in the gym doesn't make that much fucking difference. Really. Yeah. 
it's the other fucking 23 hours where your decisions will lead to your fucking results. Definitely. So it's, it sounds like the exact same thing. So that was your first step in a personal development. Then we've left the army, we've had some sessions. Then what was, uh, what was next for you after that? Was that, was that, uh, did you then go all in on property or was there anything else? Uh, I came out of the army quite bitter, being yeah. honest. Yeah. Um, I, I was doing really well. I, I was promoted sort of before my peers and things like that. And um, I was overlooked on on promotion because yeah. of a mistake that I, an admin clerk made. Um, they didn't put a particular course that I'd done on my, on my report. So when it went up to the board to be, get looked for promotion... I was overlooked because I didn't have this particular qualification yeah. and I was really bitter about you that. You did have it. Yeah, I did yeah. have it. Yeah. And, yeah. um, that held me back in my career mm-hmm. and, uh, that, that pissed me off. Yeah. Um, I didn't have the skill set I have now and yeah. I, I, w- I was quite bitter about yeah. it at, at the time. And then we went to Kenya and, uh, I got shafted over there. I wasn't really looked after yeah. and I just thought enough's enough. I'm, yeah. I'm coming out. And looking back now, I love the fact that you mentioned that skill set thing. Looking back now, would you say that that clerk that didn't put that in, blessing? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy, yeah. isn't it? So let, let's uh, let's touch on this word that, um, well, funny enough, I'm working on this book right now and that they're, they're interviewing me quite a lot because it's an Audible exclusive. And they keep asking me questions like, what do you regret and how do you feel about that? I'm like, I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it and I can't think of, like, why would I regret that incident? Do you know what I mean? Because... Mm. Any of these incidents that has happened, that like I wouldn't be here doing this now if I didn't fuck that up. Yeah. If that if I didn't fall out with that person, I wouldn't be here. If I didn't tell them to fuck off, if I didn't get arrested for that, I wouldn't be here. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like I see that now. So you mentioned the word skill set. Yeah. Right. And I've heard you talk about this so many times. I mean, you've talked about it when I came on your podcast. This idea of that mindset is essentially skill set. Yeah. Right. So let's just open that up a little bit. Um. Because I love the fact that you've said the skill set, and everyone thinks that's uh, like tools. Um, I'm good at certain things, but just explain this concept of mindset and looking after your mental health is a skill set. Yeah, I mean, th- this can upset people when I when I talk into this, <laughs> yeah. and it's yeah, I mean, probably why you're fucking asking. Yeah, it me. is, it is. It is. Um, me, you, you can't upset anyone on my show, man. Fuck yeah. me. It was said it all on you, haven't we? Uh, just about. Yeah. <laughs> The, the thing is with any mental health and I can talk into this because I've, I've suffered from it myself and, yeah. and I've lived with it yeah. is um, all mental health is a lack of skill set. And, yeah. and it's like things like if you take things like um, overwhelm, for yeah. example, and stress, yeah. that's a lack of being able to prioritize. So for me now, I only, I have my five a day yeah. and I focus on one thing. So I say, how can I possibly be stressed or overwhelmed if I only have one thing yeah. to focus on? Yeah. And and what I used to do, and I see it in other people, is to create these fucking massive job lists and you just look at the whole thing and it's like, fuck yeah. me, I've got like 50 yeah. things I say this to all do. the time, it's impossibly overwhelmed by a list on a piece of fucking paper or your phone. You can't be overwhelmed by that. Yeah. Like if you've ever had a fight, you know what overwhelmed fucking feels yeah. like. You know what I mean? That's the only thing you can get overwhelmed by. So we've got the skill set of dealing with overwhelm. Come, keep keep expanding on this. Man. Yeah, so... I won't interrupt I, you anymore. I, I just think... <laughs> I, I think everything like that, I think in terms of uh, stress, worry, I think... Um, uh, just, just everything in life is is down to a lack of skill set if you're struggling from, mm-hmm. from, from mental health. Yeah. 
Um, and I, I, I just teach people now to, to clean up your life. Take all your fucking notifications off your phone. Yep. Don't wake up and jump on your emails. Don't mm. jump into the demands of life. So mm. I, I just cut all of that out now. And it's mm-hmm. uh, people often say to me, how do you have 10 businesses and all this stuff going on and 30, 40 members of staff and, yeah. and you must be stressed to death. And I'm yeah. not like every day I love getting up and... yeah. I don't have any stress yeah. because... You know, Dr. John D. Martini says this, that you have a life that's full of challenges that inspire you. Because he says that if you don't seek out challenges that inspires you, you attract challenges that don't. Yeah. So all of this thing that you've created, you've chosen, like, you've chosen that level of stress. So that's probably why you don't feel stress. Yeah, but, but this is the thing that I think that people have got, this is the bit they've got wrong is people run away from the problems and yeah. what they're not looking at is that problem is your greatest opportunity to fucking grow. Yeah. And it's, so for me now I tell people physically, what you if somebody wants their problems, if they're wishing the problems away, what yeah. you're basically saying is I want to stay in this position my entire life mm-hmm. and I don't ever want to grow and move forward. Yeah. I don't want my life to improve. Yeah. So... I say to people that when you've got that problem, it's it, it's looking at that. It comes back to the Albert Einstein thing of we can't solve our problems with the same level of thinking that yeah. created them. Yeah. Like for me, that that quote is it sums it all up. You yeah. you have to have problems, and yeah. um, well, the, the thing is, I think a problem-free life doesn't exist. I think that's people's biggest problem. They think they shouldn't have them. And I think the problem-free life doesn't exist. And even if it did, we'd find a way to fuck it up. Yeah. Like we'd find a way. I'm like, your brain's a problem-solving fucking tool. Yeah. So if you're not going after problems and seeking out problems, if you like, your brain will fucking find them anyway in minuscule shit. Yeah. Like, you know, like tiny bits of shit. Like people arguing about who's got a mask on in the gym and that. I'm like, I don't want to talk about Corona, but that's, I'm like, the people that are busy doing shit, they haven't got time to argue about that. Yeah. Cause they're too busy solving fucking bigger problems than that kind of bullshit. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And actually I made a post about this the other day that fits with this. Someone sent me something that was like, it was like one of those things that gets shared across social media and it labeled, it listed all these medications, right? I can't even pronounce one of them was fluoxetine, which was the first medication in 2013, 2014 that I'd ever been given. It's a fucking, um, it's a antidepressant pill and label all these meds. And it said, you know what? Sometimes people just need these meds. And it just listed all sorts of things like um, people with mental health problems think if someone doesn't text them back, they start worrying about what it means. If yeah. someone doesn't say, I love you, they start worrying about whether people love them or not. Yeah. And it was all these things. I'm like, those aren't mental health issues. No, that's a fucking lack of skill set. Or yeah. I said, it's just bad mind management. Yeah. When you worry about what people are thinking and you, you, you start thinking, why is he looking at me like that? That's yeah. not for me in my humble, but at your opinion, and you can disagree with me if you want, that's okay. I get that some people might want to be temporarily on these meds because it's the only way they can raise themselves. But I'm like, those aren't mental health problems. I'm like, everyone at some level worries about what people think. Yeah. Even if it's just to worry about what the wife thinks or what the kids thinks. And it, for me, it's a good thing. Everyone at some level, sometimes one that's why isn't a reply to me text. I'm like, that's not a mental health issue. Like, would you say that's a lack of skill set, right? Yeah, it's that, that's all down to self-image, literally. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I have a cycle that I teach um, and, and the self-image is literally is where everything's stemming from and yeah. the whole thing. And, yeah. and it's like that, like you say that... Um, 
people are far too concerned about what people think about yeah. them. That yeah. needing that validation and approval is yeah. what holds everyone back. And do we think that comes from childhood? Yeah, uh, and I and I also think that that is one of the last skills that people get. So if you look at somebody who, who what I would call is um, um, got that inner peace, yeah. the the not being concerned what people think about you is usually one of the last skills that people get. It's the hardest one to get, I think. Yeah, yeah I love that. So I, I heard some. I think I think his name was Joy D, some YouTuber. And I was listening to his thing the other night and he's on about confidence. Like he's like, how are you so confident? How are you so confident? Yeah. You've never, well, I don't know about you, but you've probably <laughs> always been that confident, but confidence is something you earn. It's it's like, but people yeah. just see it as, oh, he's confident. He it's must like, have always yeah, been confident. I, I don't think confidence is a personality trait. It's a fucking skill set. It's something, yeah. yeah it's it's something I've created grow. this amount of confidence. I haven't always been this confident. Yeah. I mean, listen, if you try and find a photo of me or a video from me from 2013 or 14, I've yeah. nowhere to be fucking seen. Yeah, yeah. I really struggled. If everyone's like, "Have you got any fat photos?" I'm like, "Well, I didn't like get me photo taken when I was fucking fat. Yeah. I didn't like doing videos when I had no fucking confidence." So, talk me through this process. Then, just give the guy some insights on this. What are some? Let's because we get this all the time. Like, this is all well and good, but where do I fucking start? Where could we start? Where could somebody start with getting a handle on this self image thing? Uh, well, the. I have a number of models. So the self-image thing, basically, in a nutshell. You know what Stephen's just said there that I love? He's got a number of models. And the way that I see this, it's like what he's saying is he's got a big toolbox. Yeah, that's what they are. Yeah. Quite a big tool, probably. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you've got a few tools that you can pull out anytime you like. Yeah. Anytime we're struggling with this a little bit or something that maybe you're working every day. So talk us through talk us through this. Yeah, so your self-image is, is impacting your, your beliefs that you have. Mm -hmm. Your beliefs are controlling your thoughts. Our thoughts are controlling our emotions. Emotions. emotions are controlling decisions. Decisions are controlling actions. Actions are controlling results. And results feed back to our self-image in, <laughs> in a nutshell. Yeah. There you go. Um, yeah, that's, that's, dude, I love it. I love yeah. it. So where do we start? So th there's a number of ways you can start. So I can physically look at someone and when they speak to me and they share their beliefs, I know what results they're going to get before they've even yes. fucking taken action yes. because the results are going to be in line with them beliefs. Yes. And vice versa, if I see somebody's results... I think all of these beliefs, are in the all head. of these things that you're saying, I think are just some version of it's different for me, right? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and, and again, on the other end, like I say, you can see someone's results. I know where they are in their own head. I know what mm. type of beliefs someone has mm. by looking at the results that they're getting mm. because them results are going to be in are going to be in line with that. I, I, I give someone a bit of tough love today. Uh, Brian will probably listen to this, to be honest. And... Um, He's just done some work with me and I have a 10, another, my main model is my discipline model and yeah. it's a 10 step model on mindset. Yeah. And, um, one of the key things is the, I am, which I believe, uh, are the two most important words. It's in the top right hand corner yeah, of our, absolutely. Our, the journal that we use it, inside yeah. of Unstoppable top right hand corner. I am. Yeah. yeah. So he, he, he wrote some saying, um, I'm not feeling good today because it's my first day back at work. Does anybody know why I'm... No, I'm not... What did he say? Uh, I'm not feeling uh, good today. I want to be back to that feeling that you gave me last week. Maybe it's because I'm going to work and it's like, you're feeling shit because that's your story. Your story is, I'm not... I'm not feeling good. So them emotions... Well, the statement are gonna wasn't ever... Fuck. You probably said the statement's not, I am not. Yeah. Absolutely. It's not, it's an I am statement, not an I am not statement, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love it. And, and I think that what, what we're seeing here is that 
and I get this for people all the time, when I get messages, people tell me how they want to feel. One of the first things I'll ask them is, well, how do you want to feel? Yeah. Not like that, how you feel right now is the thing, yeah. but when you focus just on what you're not, yeah. what you haven't got, what isn't working in your life, how you don't want to feel, then you know the deal, mate. You just get more of that, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's... Um it, it's going to be in line with that 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 story. It's as simple as that. Whatever yeah. you whatever you're going out, and it's a decision. Like I said to him, Brian, happiness is it's a state. It's not a destination. It's yeah. make a fucking decision now that I'm happy and yeah. get your shoulders back, put a smile on your face, yeah. and fucking just yeah. go about life in yeah. a different way. I love it. It's, I was reading the other day, and, and I said this to my guys the other day. Like happiness, really. It's not a journey. It's not a destination. It's quite literally a fucking emotion that you can almost tap into. Yeah. It's like you can press a switch. And this sounds very simplistic, but I was reading that happiness is almost just the result of like believing or thinking happy thoughts. And that sounds so fucking simple. And I think it was your man Peter was saying something like the problem that people have is they, don't, they won't give themselves permission to think these happy thoughts or to feel yeah. happy until the outside world gets to a certain place or looks a certain way, then they can feel happy. Yeah. It's a thing that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's that be, do, have the old, um, people look at it the wrong way that I'll, I'll have and do when some, so I'll, it, nothing's going to happen until you be first. It's the being. So people say, when I have, then I'll do that. Or when I do, then I'll, or when I have it. this, then I'll be happy. Yeah. When exactly. I do that, when I do that, then I'll be happy. It's not ever coming ever yeah. until you can flip it on its head. You have to be it in order to do it and, and have it. Yeah. yeah. And it isn't, do you know what's exciting about that is we do this thing inside of unstoppable. We like rate yourself in these areas out of 10. And I said, and I'm going to guarantee that nobody's at a fucking 10. Yeah. And that's exciting because once you start getting to a nine and eight, your 10 will change. Yeah. And I mean, that's really exciting because it, for me, <clears throat> I can be happy now, but that doesn't mean I'm satisfied. Right. Yeah. Because the 10 is almost like the horizon and I'm chasing the horizon, but I'm not relying on, it's almost like I'm happy. And people used to say this when you were chasing, but like, I'm happy in the chase. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. The process, like, I know that yeah. I'm never going to hit the horizon. Yeah. I know that yeah. the horizon's there for a reason, but I get a buzz when I'm on that fucking chase. Yeah. I'm sure you're the same, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I've, I've, that same thing. I, I tell people, uh, enjoy the process Yeah. because when people say that, or when I've got money or take my problems away, or when I've got, when I've got money, I'll do more for charity. You're not doing it. It's as simple as that. It's, yeah. You have to be that person you yeah. want now and the rest will follow. And it's, I understand people can listen to this and maybe get upset going, oh, if it was it's that easy for you, easy it's different say. for you. It's but different for you. It literally is that easy. Yeah. It, 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 it's just a, and this is why when people come and work with me and they walk out and they go, I've been on medication for 20 years. Like, how come I feel this good now? Mm -hmm. Because you've got the ability to access that state at any yes. given time. And I just show them how, uh, yeah. to, like you said, yeah. they don't give themselves permission to, I just show them how to tap into that. Yeah. And it's there, it's available at any given moment. Yeah, yeah. And it's a decision and it's simple and... What's another thing I'm going to, it's almost like a switch, right? Yeah. I get this all the time on Instagram. What's the biggest lesson you've ever got? And I'm like, this changes. I change my mind day to day on this, but one of them's definitely is that I'm always in control of how I feel. Yeah. Unless I'm fucking blaming somebody else. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, unless I'm blaming somebody else. If, as soon as I'm blaming somebody else, I am 
completely powerless. And don't get me wrong, sometimes I'll still go, what a fucking cunt he is. What a fucking arsehole he is. But it's always when I'm fucking tired. Yeah. That's the only time I'll ever do that, when, when I'm tired. And then again, even when I'm tired, I've still got to look at how I've ended up here. Because I didn't, for me... I love the saying, outcomes don't happen by accident. I haven't ended up fucked, exhausted, tired, maybe anxious by accident, right? What I want to ask you now is, you've, (laughs) this is one of the questions I was looking forward to asking you the most. Did you get yourself addicted to drugs on purpose? Yeah. (laughs) You did? Did you know this about him? No. So, listen, so so I know this about Steve, right? He's done some mental shit, and this is why I wanted to get him on. The, the The most important question I want to ask him, I've got two things I want to ask him about, talk me through this, this story that you got yourself addicted to drugs on purpose. So I I, I want to, this, this is the reason why I'm doing the, the world record as well at the moment, is I want to show people what they're capable of, because nobody, I don't care who you are, listen to this right now, and this goes for both of you mm-hmm. and me, we are not performing at a level that we're capable of. Nah, no nobody, fucking, yeah. nobody is that yeah. is listening to this, yeah. and if you think you are, you're fucked. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to make a point that, Take everything away from me. People people talk about homeless people and people on drugs and they go, these are the people that are at the, the lowest of the low, the, the, they've, they've lost the home, they've lost the way in life, they've lost everything. So I went, right, let's try and replicate that situation. So I basically... <laughs> Only a madman does yeah. this fucking thing, by the way. So I basically went homeless, uh, went on the streets... Uh, I left my, even my missus said, look, you at least need to take your mobile phone so we know you're safe. And I went, I'm having no mobile phone. Fucking homeless people don't have mobile phones. I'm having nothing, mm-hmm. no backpack, no nothing at all. So Dude, I this bad. didn't the other take day, anything at all. Dude, the other day, you can tell me this. The other day, I'm walking down King Street. It just popped up in my head. And I see this guy saying, I'm begging for food. I'm hungry. He's got a sign. I'm like, but he was fat. Yeah. I'm like, bro. Like I wouldn't, normally I'd be like, you know what? I'll, I'll give 50 pence or something. I'll buy the big issue off that mad lady who, who says I'm sexy. I only give, I only buy the big issue. Well, we do get loads of food to be fair. But I'm looking at the guy. I'm like, mate, you're not hungry. Yeah. Like you're not fucking hungry. Anywho, sorry. <laughs> sorry, nah, mate. So you went homeless. No, because that, that point you're making there, um, you are given a lot of food on the streets. Like, really? Literally. Um, on on a night, we I, I would sit with the, with you, the homeless people, and we would share stuff out, mm-hmm. and, and they're throwing stuff in the bins because you you do that get much. that you get that much stuff given Holy to you. Really? In Leeds, you do the re- really really giving on the streets in yeah. Leeds. I How found. did you end up in Leeds? By the way, were you living there at the time? No, I wanted to be out the area, so I couldn't just walk uh, home or yes, contact yes. anyone. So I thought, right, if yes. I'm over an hour away from home, I wanted to make it hard for myself. Yeah. So basically, went on the streets. I had to get a I had to get a haircut. Uh, I had to uh, get new clothes, get a job, and get somewhere to stay. Now, people say to me that um, it's obviously that the homeless people are suffering from, the, they've got these real issues because they're on things like heroin and um, uh, spice and things like that. Yeah. So I basically, I got myself addicted to heroin. Um, <laughs> the first the first night that we... Bro, I thought you yeah. were going to say like a fucking... 
I thought you, you were just saying he was doing buckets. Uh, <laughs> he was having buckets around the corner and fucking smoking few oh, joints yeah, in that's, there. That's no shit. My media manager, Dean, he was fucking, uh, he was sweating buckets the, Holy the first time. Holy shit, when, man. Because we didn't know where to go to do it. So yeah. we had this guy who we, we, we got it off and we literally pulled over in this lane. And you don't see that in, in the documentary. You, yeah. you obviously just see us doing it. Yeah. But we literally drove around for about an hour, paranoid, like where the fuck do we go to do this? Yeah. And we found this sort of little lane and pulled over and mm-hmm. this guy that, that we were doing it with, um, he, he was basically uh, setting it all up and, yeah. and burning it. And I remember, like, I'm really good at controlling my emotions and I was fucking anxious. I was yeah. thinking, like, because a few people said to me that, what happens if you, that mindset you've got now, what happens if you never access that back again? Yes. And that went through yes. my head and I was like, yeah. cannot fucking own that story otherwise. Because yeah. that's like, the truth. heroin's like the thing that's like, <clears throat> yeah. It's often when people cross it, there's no fucking coming back, right? Yeah. yeah. So I always knew I could get off it. It was just, was it gonna, would I ever return? You knew before really you happy. did it that you knew you could get off it. But yeah. Yeah, there was doubt. Yeah. yeah, because I knew that when it wears off. What made you follow through? Uh, what, and do it? Because like, you didn't have to do it. Um, I wanted to feel it for, for real and I wanted to be in that, that situation. Yeah. And uh, so doing it that that first sort of night, um, when I'd done it, the, fir- the first couple of sort of lines that I'd done, yeah. um, I was feeling it a bit. And the guy said to me, he was quite honest. He just went, look, you haven't done enough. He went, if, if you want to do this properly and you want a proper experience, you need to start fucking taking it back properly. And, yeah. and I just looked at myself and I thought, yeah, I'm copping out here. And I just thought, fuck it, give us it here. Yeah. And I just sort of went for it. I did yeah. about 10 lines of this stuff. and. I, I was completely fucked. I yeah. was, you see that in the video, you see my eyes and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but people, people say to me, well, the big difference with you is you've got the positive mindset, but that was the whole thing I was proving that yeah. I'm on the street. I've got no money. I'm addicted to heroin. Mm-hmm. The difference is what's going to get me off the street is my mindset. That was the whole fucking point yeah. I was making. So you didn't give yourself an easy out. You didn't have your phone. You set some rules. For yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You set some rules for yourself. I wasn't, I'm not, I can't do this. I can't do this. So you were saying I had to find somewhere to live. I had to have new clothes and I had to get a haircut. Yeah. And those couldn't be from people that you already knew. Yeah. It couldn't be access to a bank account or anything no, like that. Nothing. So walk us through. How long did it take? Uh, so I always believe that, that I could do it. Um, I always believe that I could do it in a, I, I, I was going out there with the intentions of seven days. Seven days? Yeah. Now, my team said to me that they believed I could do it because yeah. they went, you fucking stay green, you're just going to make it fucking work. <laughs> yeah. But we don't think you'll do it in seven days. Yeah. In the back of my head, I thought I could do it in 48 hours, deep yeah. down. Yeah. Um, and, and I said that to them. The day I went out, they were like, look, what, what happens if this turns into a month or two months? I went, look, I, when I decide to turn it on, this will get done in 48 hours. Yeah. And they were like, fucking hell, I didn't believe I could do it in a week. So yeah. now I'm telling I could do it in 48 yeah. hours. Yeah. But I got tied up in the whole emotional side of... Of, of just sitting with people. Like I, I made friends out on the streets yeah. and uh, meeting all of these um, uh, different charities that were helping people yeah. and some really interesting people. And yeah. then we got to the point where I said to Dean, like we'd been out there five days and he was like, when are you going to actually start? You haven't even attempted to, no. to do your part. Yeah. And I, I said, we'll, we'll start in the morning. Yeah. Um, and we'd done it in just over 24 hours. Yeah. So Shit. 
I got a haircut practically straight away. First place I went into. Really? And, uh, and you just, what, what was that? Was that, I'm homeless, can you? Yeah, I just walked in and I, and I just said, look, um, I'm after a bit of help. I said, this is the only money I had, I had about 50 pence on us in, in change. I said, I've got this, this money here. I said, I'm wanting to turn my life around. I said, I need to get a haircut and some clothes and I just need someone to give me that start. And the guy, like, he sort of looked at me and that. He was a bit reluctant at first. And he, he said, come back in about an hour. He said, I've got no appointments. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll Dude, that's pretty haircut. amazing, by the way. Sick. Yeah. Was so, that one of the lessons that you got? Was that actually yeah. people are pretty fucking cool? Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. I, and, and I went in and straight away whipped me up, give me a shave and all that. And um, after it, um, well, before I told him, he actually mm-hmm. said to me, I know somebody who might help you out with some clothes. And he, he pointed wow. me at the direction of, of another shop. Yeah. And then after that, I come clean and told him what the, the situation was. Yeah. And we ended up giving him um, 10 grand's worth of training free. For, really? Uh, yeah. Sure. And then uh, getting the clothes was actually harder. The place he recommended... Um, they told me uh, to move on. They wouldn't. They wouldn't give me the really? the clothes. And I went into quite a few places um, and had no joy. And then uh, I went into a place and and this guy just fully kitted me out. And and Dean, my, my my media guy, he didn't come in with me. And I literally just come in, come out with this full rig on my shirt and my really? jacket and everything. And he's just like, "Fucking hell, how, <laughs> how have you done this?" Yeah. And that was literally in the first. Two hours, yeah. I'd had my hair cut and these clothes, mm-hmm. and I thought, I'm nailing this in the next two hours, like the whole fucking lot. Yeah. And then it got really difficult getting getting the, the, the job yeah. and the apartment. And were you still struggling with, was, the, uh, was w- with the, was there any struggle with the gear or anything like that, like the, the yeah. drugs? Or- yeah, I was feeling like shit yeah. um, because by then I'd, I'd stopped doing it that that. Um, the day before, so I'd had yeah. over 24 hours of not being on it, and yeah. I, I just felt like shit, yeah. like literally. Yeah. Did you have any urge to need to do it again? No, immediately. I, no, not immediately, but I did a few weeks after. I did shit. think about really? doing, yeah, did think about doing it again, I, and, and and seriously as well. I, I actually went through the process in my head, and I thought it wasn't that bad when I'd done it. I thought like. My life wasn't at risk. I quite enjoyed doing it. I thought I could probably do this occasionally. Yeah. Um, and then I, I got like Mate, conscious. You know that point of, you've just made about doing this occasionally. Like, I think, fuck, yeah, I think this, what are you thinking? I think this giving yourself permission to do it occasionally yeah. is a big thing in like modern life. I mean, I got yeah. a question. It was actually from Tyson's manager sent me a message on Instagram and he said, it was a question and he said, do you think that a lot of men he basically sent me this meme of fucking Kermit the Frog that said posting about men- your struggles on mental health day and then getting on the booze and sniff all weekend. I was like, wow, yeah. that's, that's a very, and we talk about this quite a lot. Absolutely. Um, and I think it's a fucking pandemic in today's society, but it's also, and I'm sure you'll talk about this and I'd love it if you did. It's also quite a difficult cycle to get off. I think a lot of guys are getting, they get boozed up and have a sniff on a weekend survive the next week they start feeling better maybe Wednesday or Thursday and they're yeah. like they get to Friday and it's like thank fuck for that I got through the week and then it's it's either a, and it's, it's either a, a drowning me sorrows I'm stressed or a, I deserve this mentality right that's that's yeah. that's what I see so obviously that went through your, that whole oh, it's not that bad if I do it every now and again went through your mind how did you 
what was your thought process that yeah kind of- it was just getting awareness of them thoughts and yeah. that, that's when I kind of went shit what are you thinking because I was genuinely in my head I thought well no one no one had really sort of no I could I could do this occasionally yeah and quite enjoyed it yeah um and, and, and then I just realized you know that's the thing you know everybody slates drugs and that we slate drugs and that but I'm like if someone hasn't got a big enough reason why not to do it like when I was young, there wasn't any reason really why not to do it. I mean, you think about this, same with booze. Like if there's no, if we're not aware of the consequences and there's not a big enough consequence and a big enough payoff than not doing it, you're going to fucking do it. Yeah. I mean, when I was 18, 19, I could fucking get boozed up, get full of fucking ease and then go and play fucking football for an hour and a half on a Sunday morning. No fucking problem. But then as yeah. I got older, it got worse, and then I realized the consequences. So, mate, I totally fucking hear that. Totally fucking yeah. hear that. And I think it's a, it is a big problem in today's society, like this this mentality of, oh, well, it, it won't be that bad. It's just a one-off. It's just a... Mm. And again, I don't... I'm not calling anybody out on this, but you know if it's not fucking working for you. Yeah. You knew that that wasn't going to work for you really, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. So once I uh, once I got the haircut and uh, and the clothes, I then had to get the the job and the apartment. Yeah. But getting the the job was really hard because I, I couldn't use a CV or yes. anything like that. Yes. And I got offered work. Yeah, you'd have probably still be unemployable anyway. Oh. <laughs> I would be a fucking CV. I yeah. mean, what you thought is that? Do you mean cardio? Well, most people <laughs> I went in and, and and like some bar people were like, "Oh yeah, we've got a job, a position here. Yeah. Have you have you got a bit of a CV so we can see what you've been." up yeah. to and because i couldn't and they were going yes. where, where have you come from and i, I wasn't I, I couldn't really yes. i was like oh i've come from middlesbrough or oh, what are you doing here and then i'd start because i was lying i'd yes. start stumbling and yes. i'd go um oh well uh, i just wanted to get out the area and they would just look at me and f- you could see they were thinking fuck off is something not right with yes. him mm. and i was just getting rejection i, I literally and, and and frustration came out and you see that on on the documentary on the yeah. homeless millionaire yeah I literally started walking down the streets and going, excuse me, excuse me, does anybody know of any jobs going? Like at all the bus stops and things like that. Really? Um, eventually, I give in on that night. I thought, right, I'm not getting a job tonight. All the shops are closed. Mm-hmm. So we'd sacked it. I said, right, look, I'll have to get out these good clothes. And it was draining because I was on such a roll and I yes. thought I was going to nail it. I thought, right, I'm going to have to get out of these, put my good clothes to one side, sleep in the doorway again tonight and start again tomorrow. Yeah. And we were walking back and I was a bit deflated and it's not me at all to be like that. Yeah. And um, I thought, fuck, this is harder than, than what I thought it mm. was going to be. Mm. I'd underestimated it. Mm. And walking back, we seen this, uh, we seen this group helping hands and they were giving food out of the homeless. And I just went over and I thought, oh, well, we'll do an interview with them. At least we'll make the most of it. Yeah. Got a bit of food off them, which was nice. And uh, got literally speaking to this woman and uh, told her that I was homeless. Cause I, I had, that, that's what I had to say. I was homeless yeah. and I was looking for a job and an apartment. And she said, well, look, um, tomorrow I, I might be able to help you out. Mm-hmm. So we ended up at this, this house that night with a, with these couple of people we didn't know anything about or anything yeah and uh the next morning they rang up and when we've uh we can give you a job and, and an apartment Shit. or are you, are you definitely off the drugs and i said yeah i'm off i'm off now i'm clean um so i went to this house and literally like it, this could only happen to me i gets to this house and um, the, the job was this woman had, uh, she'd rented her property out and somebody had used it to, to grow marijuana in it. And it honestly, it was, <laughs> Come it on, was, and they put a homeless person in 
To go and deal with yeah, that. It was the worst smell I've ever smelled in my life. Um, the guys who'd rented it had purposely left fish and stuff in all the cupboards, like raw fish. And it was really trying yeah. to get rid of the smell. Smell of No, to, to just shafted her basically oh, and not paid the rent. And yeah. I, I don't know exactly what had happened, yeah. but. Going to say replacing marijuana with fish yeah. probably Ooh. isn't the best. Well, oh. the, the smell of both of them. It was, oh. and there was maggots. I opened up this fridge in the freezer, and the whole thing, all these maggots. I'm on about thousands. Of them, really, thousands just poured out all over the floor. And my job was basically, she said, if you clean all this up, yeah. and it had, I think it had. Um, something like 200 plants of marijuana in it. And I, I basically, I had to clean the entire apartment out. And she basically said she'd let me stay there for a few months free of charge. Wow. Um, and, and sort of pay me for cleaning it up and that as well. So I, I basically, I nailed both in a wanna. Yeah. And then after I'd done it, I, I came clean and obviously said to her, look, this is the situation. Yeah. And uh, we ended up sending our building team down and we, we fully renovated the full place. Nice. For, I know. love that. So what yeah. were some of your biggest, um, biggest lessons and insights that you got from that then? Uh, I think it was, I think the biggest thing was the homeless people, they're not looking for food, they're not looking for water, they get loads of that, yeah. they're looking for someone to talk to them. Really? With someone to just sit down and acknowledge them that, yeah. that, that, that they're there and not just walking past them. That, that was the and biggest thing. money and yeah. food at them. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's fucking, that's, that's fascinating, isn't it? Is, yeah. is, is there a sense of like community amongst them? Yeah, absolutely. Um, what I found was, cause again, you're just oblivious to this. It's like we walk around in our own world and you don't see like the other side of it. So they are really, really close together. They all protect each other. They all share food. I found that we're all really giving people. Really? But what there was, was there's a split between homeless people. So those that are on spice mm -hmm. used to rob all of the other homeless people. Really? Uh, yeah. And the ones that are on spice, they hang out together in a group as well. So you've literally got this divide of, of, of two different lots of homeless people. Yeah. Um, and the ones on Spice are a different level. That they, they just don't give a shit. That yeah. are they really aggressive? Yeah, um, yeah. spices. Yeah, nuts, um, that is the craziest drug that I've I've seen. And I I've done some crazy stuff and obviously done that. But I looked at them on Spice and I thought that's a level beyond what I'm yeah. I'm willing yeah. to go when really? you see them on that. It's yeah. fucking Alex. shit. Really. Yeah. Oh, I've seen I've, I've seen videos and shit of it, and yeah. they just literally it's a synthetic drug, that isn't it? Yeah, just yeah. yeah. Give me heroin any day, <laughs> <laughs> mate. That's mad. So since then, um, what other mad shit have you done? What, what's happening tomorrow? Uh, Friday. Oh, is it Friday? So, Friday is it? Yeah. So I've I've got a world record attempt on Friday. It's not been done. It's been attempted. So I'm attempting to do. Uh, a full iron man and then as soon as i finish it i start another one without rest so i'm doing two basically back to back why so, uh <laughs> well you're on heroin when you thought that <laughs> <laughs> you just uh, had a line of spice that doesn't sound nice i, I just have this uh well one i had this surge because i've not really pushed myself physically for a long time and i no. was very fit in the army passing p company getting the maroon berry being uh petei so I wanted to see what I was capable of. I'm, I'm 43 now, mm. um, was 42 when I come up with this, but I've had this itch for a few years to yeah. see 
what am I capable of physically? Yeah. Um, so you I haven't even trained that long really for this though, have you? No, I've done, I, since I've been out of the army, I, I've hardly done any cardio in 10 years. I train regular, so yeah. I go in the gym four times a week. I yeah. eat well, so yeah. it's not that I don't do anything at all. I'm, I, I am quite uh, fit in that respect. Yeah. Do a, I, I do cardio in spells. Yeah. But I, I hadn't, I hadn't, I've hardly run in ten years. Yeah. So to to like turn this back on again is, um, yeah. I just done that much running in the army. I hated it, and I, <laughs> when I came out, I went, "I'm never running again." Yeah. Um, yeah. So Have I you just done asked people. No, I've never done an Ironman before. Um, <laughs> so I literally, I just, I spoke to people, and I went, "What can I do? That's a real challenge." And yeah. and everyone was saying to me, "Needs to be an Ironman. That that's one of the hardest things you're going to do for yeah. a one day event. Yeah. Um, the fact that it's the three disciplines, you're going to yeah. be doing it for 13, 14 hours, um, and the amount of training that you'll need to do for it. So Hang on, thought, a normal Ironman takes yeah. 13 or 14 hours. Yeah, non-stop or yeah, yeah, non-stop. You go from it's 140 miles. Run, bike, swim, in it. Mm. No, swim, swim, bike, bike run. run. Yeah." For 14 hours, and then you're going to get straight off the run, back into the water. Yeah, so basically I'm doing a 2.4-mile <laughs> swim in the River Tees. Uh, oh, my God, fucking, bro. And it's freezing wow. as well at the moment. Dude, I tell you what, you probably come out with some, yeah. you probably take some heroin while you're in there, like by accident. It certainly clears COVID. Holy yeah. shit. Wow. Uh, and then I've got 112 mile on the bike, and then run a full marathon. And then I basically start again back in the tees, another 2.4 mile swim, another 112 on the bike, and then run a second marathon. Holy fucking shit. Yeah. And you, but you don't have a time limit on it, you just got to finish it. Yeah, I just got to finish it. You can't put a time limit on no. that, can you? No. Shit. How are you feeling right now? Yeah, good. I've just been putting my food out for it today. So I don't know if you've seen the post earlier. I've got, a, I'll, I'll eat 20,000 calories on the event. So Holy practically shit, 10 yeah. days worth of food while I'm, I'm on that event. Yeah. And are you mostly, is it mostly liquid or? No, it's a mixture. Um, it? It'll be liquid, more liquid when I'm on the run. Yes. Um, but on the bike, I'm, I'm, I'm just literally sandwiches, cheese, mm. uh, peanut butter, really high dense yes. sort of calorie yeah. foods and that. Yeah, um, nice. And how, I mentioned it before, you haven't trained for this for that long though, have you? No, four months. You haven't months. had four yeah. months of training for this? Yeah, yeah. After not running for fucking... Ten years, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. And have you had, in fact, I know you have, but have you had many doubters or... Oh yeah, um, most but you love that you. Yeah, you do yeah, love well, that. That's the fire, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mo- most people don't think I'm going to do it, including my dad, who's on my team. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so my that's dad's doing motivation. the 224 mile bike with me. He's 65 year old. Is he? Uh, yeah, he's, he's always been. Um, yeah, he's a machine. Yeah, um, but he doesn't think I'll do it, and yeah. that, that's that's from somebody who's. Do you know uh, what I love about this though? Right, fitness. So many people come at me with, oh, well, nobody supports me. Nobody, yeah. my, my wife's not supporting me. My wife's not supportive. My parents don't support me. Everybody's negative in that. Like, you must hear that as well, right? Yeah, yeah, all the time. And what's your, what's your I, I don't think, I'm like, well, what do you want them to do? Well, what would be different if they did? Yeah. Like, re, do you know what I mean? I'm like, well, what would be different if your wife did support you? Well, yeah. I'd feel a little bit better. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, doesn't actually change much. It doesn't. It doesn't. It's nice. It doesn't. It's just nice in it. Yeah. But it shouldn't change the fact that, well, listen, I'm going to fucking do it anyway. You can support me or not. I'm doing it anyway. I've had to do that quite a lot in my life when my mum and dad didn't support me with anything to do with entrepreneurialism. Yeah. I was the first business owner in my entire family history, which was mad. I actually didn't even realize that until I started doing this book thing. I'm like, oh, shit, I, I'm the first businessman in my fucking family. So, But I'm like, well, if they supported me, 
I would just feel a little bit better. And actually, yeah. do you know, sometimes, sometimes if they supported you, you might not push yourself as hard. Yeah. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because no, you'd have that little comfort blanket of, yeah. oh, well, they'll be yeah. saying, oh, well, it's all right. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So actually, maybe people not supporting you is a fucking good thing. Mm. What you see? Yeah, about and, that? and I know that I know that they want the best for me because I, I went around my grandma's the other week and my grandma said to me, look, you're not going to be able to do it. Um, and, and she was just basically looking out for me. I know she, she cares. And the same as my daddy came around last week and he said, I think you need to start prepping a speech for not doing it. Um, yeah. And, and, and I was like, he said, because he said, it's not being done. He said, and I understand this is a guy who he thinks nothing could do in a hundred mile on his bike. Yeah. Nothing at all. He yeah. does that like weekly in he'll do 300 miles a week on his bike Um, and he just doesn't believe that I'll do it and he said my concern is son you're going to end up with egg on your face you've put all of these posts out you're on Facebook you're talking about it I'm going to do this I'm and and, and all of this stuff you're Mm -hmm. going to end up with some real egg on your face if you're Mm -hmm. If you don't do it, but I don't give a shit about I that. Say, what, what, yeah. what I genuinely, that I don't care. It's like as long as I know I've put my maximum effort into yeah. that, I'll yeah. come off. I'll come off happy with myself. Worst is you've got a fucking story to tell. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And and what what are some of the when you're doing this because you've done some physical training on this, but let's we me and you both know you might know this as well that your body won't quit before your mind quits. Yeah. So where are some of the places that you go mentally? What are some of the strategies that you have mentally that, and again, I'm, I'm putting this in almost athletic terms, if you like, but let's face yeah. it, the, 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 the things that you use mentally, the tools, the skills that you use mentally in that physical arena can transfer quite easily over to other areas of your yeah. life, right? Yeah. So purposely right now, I'm using my skill set to kind of piss myself off as bizarre as that sounds. So I'm, I'm, I've, I've literally been looking for things where I know people are doubting me. I know people who want me to fail mm-hmm. and I'm trying to fire up that kid yes. that fucking wanted to say fuck you to the world. Yes. And, and I'm, it's, it's coming. I'm tapping into that. Yeah. Um, and, and there's polarity with that. I need to balance it because I don't want to go too much into that state because I'm, I'm finding that my normal, very calm self, I'm feeling a bit aggressive inside and I, I can feel that, but I'm building yes. towards that. And yeah. I, I'm just going to let that fucking lot go on the day, the yeah. whole lot. I love yeah. that. I love that, mate. So let's, let's skip right back then. Let's start talking about business, right? Because, um, obviously you've got how many businesses? Uh, 10 businesses. Most of them are based around property, holding yeah. business in property and yeah. obviously the training business and that as well. Yeah. So give me some insights into um, how you are. Mark will ask you this question, no doubt. So I'm not, he'll ask you something about your morning routine. He'd yeah. fuck, I've, he's obsessed I've, I've with I've already got routines. this planned up in my right. head. <laughs> well, I might ask it instead of you. He's obs- he asks everyone that question. I've got a question for you before then though. Out of all the things you could do with a potato. With a potato? Yeah. Right? So yeah, ask everyone this question, right? So think about with a potato, you can have roasted potato, you can have Hasselback potatoes, you could have uh, jacket potato, you could have fries, you could have potato wedges. On a scale of one to 10, 10 being amazing, where would you put mash? Oh, it's right up there, mash like. My- oh my <laughs> God! Me, yeah. Wow. Love All right. It. Love it's it. Really unreal. love mash. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It. It's part of my uh, part of my thing. I'm, I'm having scrambled eggs with mash, and that oh. that's my my treat meal when I'm on the bus traveling. You know between why? Them. Mash. It's fucking convenient. 
It's convenient because it's like fucking baby food, man. That's <laughs> <laughs> nah, good. The only person I haven't asked about mash is probably uh, Tyson Fury because uh, it was the first one. You know, I know his answer. What would be? He's not eating mash. Tyson's he too. Nah. Tyson's he's too classy he's for mash. Too much. He's so busy. He's just got to have it on the Do you go. Think? Yeah. Nah, he ain't eating no like mash. Too roasty. If I jam on Instagram at the day and say, <laughs> I am going to Instagram him and say what you're saying about mash. Yeah. Corn mash. beef pie. I love corn beef pie. Corn beef pie's all right, but mash. Poor, poor kids' food, but I, I love it. Love <laughs> comedy. So let's talk. So let's talk business there, right? I've got that mash question out of the way now. Also, what do you think about fizzy water? Fizzy water, sparkling water. water. I don't mind fizzy water. Uh, <clears throat> I prefer still water, but I don't. Mac reckons it. fizzy water, sparkling water makes your mouth dry. I think yeah. there's probably an argument for that. Oh, <laughs> I like the little nod of the head. You yeah, two are killing me. Right. You two are killing me today. Holy shit, man. Yeah, it's not exactly a first quencher, is no, it? No, exactly. oh, oh, I don't know. Do you know what it reminds you know, you, So you know them little... Oh, my fucking loves them. And now what a few things your man loves. <laughs> the little purple sweets that they come in a wrapper. Oh, you palmer violets. Palmer violets. Delicious. Oh, yeah. Horrible them. them. They're horrible. Oh, my God. <laughs> They are horrible. <laughs> you know how they leave like that chalky taste in yeah. mouth? That's what sparkling water. Like, oh it's my dry fucking. Man, well, so we've had so far, Ollie Ollerton loves sparkling water. Chris Ramsey nearly fucking walked out. I wanted to ask him if he likes <laughs> yeah. sparkling water, didn't he? He said he was on Saturday Kitchen, they brought him a sparkling water and he sent it back. Anywho, business. Sorry, business mate. Yeah. I love asking that question. But business, what's your, what are some of your strategies? I know you've got loads. What are some of your strategies around managing that many businesses? And not losing your shit. Uh, you've got to be. <clears throat> you've got to know what your your passion is. You've got, you've got. It's got to be in line with what you want to do. Absolutely. So, um, I, I quote Napoleon Hill saying that des- desire is the starting point of all achievement. Nothing has ever happened and never will happen without it. Mm. So you've got to have that clear desire. Why Why are you doing it? What What's that? Why Why are you getting out of bed? What's the What's yeah. the driver? Yeah. Um, once you've got that. And that's um, created by you, right? Yeah. I get people all the time, oh, Paul, I just can't get myself out of bed. I'm like, that's because you haven't created a, a reason to get excited about, right? Yeah. And that's just, again, that's just a decision. Yeah. Create something to get excited about. And if Absolutely. it's not business, it doesn't have to be business, right? Yeah. It can be, do you know what? I'm excited about today. I'm going to get to train jujitsu and I'm going to get to go and box tonight. I'm going to get to go for a run. Like that's your attitude is I get to work on 10 businesses, not... Yeah. I have to work on 10 businesses, right? Yeah, I absolutely love what I do. So um, there's there's no battle there for me. I don't ever get up and sort of think I can't be asked. I I wake up. What's your favorite thing about what you do? Uh, for me, it's probably freedom, which is weird, you know, because I, I always look back and I think, how the fuck did I survive in the army where the place you've got no freedom and you're told mm. everything mm. that you have to do? And Well, I had this conversation with my book producer the other day and I said, you know where I think my value of freedom comes from because I was trapped in a fucking factory working shifts for four years. Yeah. And I think John D. Martini has this thing. Me and Rob Moore talked about where he said you, you what your value now yeah. comes from like voids that you've had before. Well, maybe so probably that. It. Yeah. yeah. You felt trapped in the army yeah. and now it's your biggest fucking value. Yeah. So the freedom that comes from it, but you've yeah. had to create that as well. Right. Yeah. Cause I bet that when you first started, I bet there wasn't much freedom. Right. No, um, I I sort of started out and the, the plan was to buy and flip properties. So I lived in some right shitholes as well. <laughs> Me and Gemma, like literally we used to buy a house, uh, completely wrecked, do it up while we were living in it, sell yeah. it. You were doing the work. Yeah. Yeah. And then shit. we would go move into another one that was shit. Yeah. Um, so my daughter, uh, she'd lived in three houses before she was six months. 
Fucking hell. Yeah. That's how quick you were turning them over. Um, so you were doing all the manual shit? Yeah. Wow. Yourself. Yeah. Nobody yeah, your wants team. to do that. Yourself. Nobody wants yeah. to do that, do they? Everyone thinks, oh, property flip and we'll get all these other people to do it and that. But you've done the actual, what you call being in the trenches as well, right? Yeah. I mean, I used to bring tr- certain trades in, like plasterers and things like that. Yeah. But um, trades, my background, before I went in the army, yeah. I was plumbing and roofing and in the army I was qualified joiner yeah. and then when I came out with all my resettlement money which the army give I yeah. went to be a qualified electrician yeah. so I've got I've got all of these skills yeah. be- behind me yeah. so um and, and Gemma loves doing things like that as well yeah. she yeah. um like she, interior design and all that actually manual oh, stuff actual she, manual she, really? yeah she can fit kitchens do laminate oh, flooring holy oh, shit wow yeah. do you know how many of these skills that I've got fucking zero yeah. it's a good job I can fucking talk in it <laughs> I said yeah. this the other day I was in the gym the other day and I smashed I basically sat on a a, a shoe rack and w- fucking sat straight through it was made of fucking shitty wood and at me coach then as a message said did you say on it I said I said, I tell you what I've got shit for brains it's a good job yeah. I can talk honestly that the fact that you've done all of that that's amazing are you still doing any of that no I, I don't know it's um I, I t- obviously took a step step back from yeah, that of course. Um, I don't even do the project management now I have project managers and things yeah. like that so yeah. what what's been some of the hardest things then because obviously you've got 40 staff would you say that leading staff is one of the, I'm not even gonna say hard because when you love what you do, there isn't really such a thing. The most challenging things is leading staff, or what? What are some of the most challenging? Yeah, it is, especially when you're in construction, because uh, there are fucking hard breeders. It we is. We were just anywhere. talking about this this morning. <laughs> we were just talking about tradesmen. The thing that they're terrible at time, either yeah. show up late or the finish late. Yeah, nothing's ever done early in the trade. Yeah, yeah. Um, my, the people I work with in the trade area. Are, the more challenging than what they are within my training businesses. Really? A- absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just think it's that trade mentality and, and, mm. and, and lads can, tradesmen can be the worst ones for fucking bitching as well. And, really? Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. I just did a video this morning, actually, that I'd love your insights on this, that I think one of the most amazing skills you can create for yourself is your ability to deal with other people and deal with your thoughts about other people. Because I think that for most people, the biggest drain of their energy, the biggest drain of their confidence, the biggest area of self-doubt, conflict, resentment is just their ability to deal with other people. Yeah. So that's obviously a skill that you've got, right? Yeah. How have you developed that? Um, I, th- I think you've just got... <clears throat> for me, I remember watching a video, um, one of John Maxwell's, I don't know if you're aware yeah, yeah, of John leader. Maxwell. Yeah, a leader guy. Um, and, and he's a great, great leadership coach. Yeah. And, and I remember watching this video, and it was when my team was actually a lot smaller, so I had about six or seven uh, in my team at the time. And I remember watching this video with John Maxwell, and he was saying that um, at a lower-level leadership style, you will treat your staff differently. And depending on how you treat them is how they will actually behave. Yes. And when I reflected on it, I looked at it and I thought, yeah, do you know what? I actually am. And I recognize that some of my guys had come to my house and they'd come around and I'd be like, all right, morning. Yeah. Do you want some toast and that? And then one particular guy who I'm really close with now. And at at the time he'd sort of jumped from one trade to another. And I remember I used to think like, oh, fucking hell, here he is. And he'd come to my door and I'd kind of go, there's the keys. There'd be no sort of morning, you're right, like, do you want toast? And he was one of my my team members. And I reflected on myself and I thought, you're treating him like a knob. And the, the reason I was that way 
is because he used to get a lot of complaints on his job and he'd give me a headache. Mm. So I, I just didn't associate that problem with, with him. Mm. And, and, off the back of watching this video with John Maxwell, I literally changed my style with him. I thought, right, let's give it a try. And I started to be more open with him that way and sort of drawn some toast when he mm. came to my house. And he physically changed just from my, mm. the that way really that I was that. with him. Yeah. Well, Matt gets the punch fuck out of me four times a week. He? <laughs> either, put, either fucking strangle me or punch me in the fucking face four <laughs> times a week. Eh? What a boss, eh? That's yeah, it. definitely. Me must be the only guy in the world that gets paid for fucking punching his boss in the face four yeah, times a week. And a fly of the day. And a what? And a flyer. Oh, he's got a flyer today because I've got a <laughs> I've got a book thing later on, so he's getting a flyer to come and fucking roll around oh, in my garage so with his underpants on. Yeah, I love it. So then, um, I've got one on this on the the whole freedom concept because yeah. you, you I think you I don't know if you coined the the frame, but freedom comes from like how well planned your day is. Uh, but it's not, what what is it? Because I don't want to butcher it. How, what you say? Well, I don't know. It's, I it's, say loads of things. <laughs> I can talk for fucking. Free, freedom comes from how like structured you oh, get. Like he has, he loves this. He knows this. Um, discipline equals freedom. Yeah, that's what you're talking so about, right? Being disciplined and, and if there's no plan, yeah, you can't be disciplined without a plan. Yeah, and you can't have freedom without yeah. discipline. That's yeah. what I didn't, I didn't from, want right? to butcher it because yeah. I, I quite like it. Well, you did. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know how you manage your time. Yeah. Uh, so I'm really strict with this. So. Um, I, I, it, I don't know if you've even experienced this with yourself. So people will message me and they think I'm an ignorant fucker mm. because they've messaged me and they see I've been on Facebook. Well, this idiot leaves the um, red. Do you know the red receipt? So I yeah. know that he's seen me fucking message. And he ha- you know the red receipt yeah. on your phone? I'm like, mate, I can't believe you still have that on. By the way, why the fuck have you replied? I've got a reason how you can justify that. Oh, like really? That. Yeah. So, uh, I, so I have no notifications on my phone. Yes. Um, my phone doesn't ring. Uh, it's being turned off. It, mm-hmm. It's been broke for the last three weeks. And I, I just, <laughs> I've learned to live without it. I had yeah. it on divert for three years without yeah. anyone even. I mean, Ed Sheeran, it. I didn't know this. Chris Ramsey told us Ed Sheeran doesn't have a phone. Right. You've got it. He needs his mate. You've got, he's got to email him if he wants to get a hold of him. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Phenomenal yeah. that. No, absolutely. I think we get too attached to them. And mm. uh, so I have no notifications at all. I have everything uh, switched off. Mm. And then my messages, I actually, um, I do it in bunches. So if I finish, if, if I finish the day's training, for example, so I've been delivering some training and at the end of the day, if I'm in work mode, I'll go into Facebook and I'll look at my work messages and I'll skip the ones my mates have sent me. Yes. And I deal with all my work stuff first. Mm-hmm. And then I'll go on to my other platforms, say WhatsApp, deal with my work things. Once I've done all that out the way, then I go back to dealing with, with my, my mates, for yes. example. So my head's not, oh, I'm in work mode. I'm in friends mode. My phone's ringing. Yes. Oh, an email's fucking rang. Mm, this yes. notification. You're compartmentalizing things. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I won't even, if, if my phone's on and someone rings me and I'm doing something, I won't answer it because yeah. I'm not answering phones right now. I'm fucking doing this. Yes. So yeah. I, I'm really, really strict with. Yeah. And how, how do you I decide? Do this is something that I, this is a personal, this is a question that I want a personal answer to as well. How do you decide what opportunities are right? Because we were talking about this before. Podcast requests, all that kind of shit. Like, I, I'm i like, fucking hell. Like, I don't reply to every personal message. And part of me, because I'm just a kid from fucking South Shields, like, you get people messaging, can I meet you for a coffee? Can I pick yeah. your brain? Yeah. Can you, have you got five minutes to jump on the phone? And I'm like, yeah. Like, how are you deciding or almost 
Well, first up, how are you deciding how to handle opportunities? Which ones to go for, which one not? What's your what's your thought process? Uh, so again, I won't um, I won't go meet someone if I can do it by phone. I won't yes. I won't ring somebody if I can do it by a text message. I won't text somebody if I can do it by a voice message. I love that. I love that. Um, so fucking simple. So I literally I, I want it as short as possible, yeah. and uh, I believe in what Warren Buffett says. And being successful is learning how to say no ninety nine times out of a hundred. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I, and I, let's I just, deal with then the second part of this is, which this is the thing I struggle with personally. How are you dealing with? And you might not even have this because I'm like, fucking hell, mate. I'd really like to meet you for coffee because I like you, but no. You must be the last person that I ever met for a coffee, and then I give you a job. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. And I feel bad about it, but what's your thought process? Like, do you get that? How are you getting around yeah. it? What's- no, absolutely. Um, I, I, I get. I get that as well. Part and, of you probably doesn't want to forget where you've came from and no. that you were once in that position. And Yeah. So I, I believe in creating leverage. So I can't go meet everyone. I get the same as you. I get messages all the time. Can we meet up? Can I show you this business opportunity? Yes. You're going to love this. Um, and I just, I've Sounds like a selling herbal life, whoever sent that message. <laughs> know, Got yeah. an amazing opportunity for you, do yeah. really. Doesn't involve meal replacement shakes. So... <laughs> I just try and now um if I've got um if I've got the same question or something like that I try to put 100 people in a room and I'll say to people if you want to ask me questions when I'm running a one day event mm. there's 100 people in there that's your opportunity yes and and then I can answer a question that another 80 people get the answer Amazing. to the same yes. thing yeah I love that I love so, that and I suppose that's why I do them I do this Q&A thing on Instagram when you know when they ask you a question you're asking in yeah. 15 seconds I'm like that's why I do them. Just ask me a question and, 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 uh, yeah, I'm just trying to get me, I'm, I'm letting this thing in now. So I'm yeah. going to shut up for a second. What, um, what tangible things do you use? So like, do you use a journal or a, do you like, what, what, yeah. what, like, do you have it all on Google <laughs> calendar? How do you structure things? Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm quite basic how I do things. Everything's stripped back again. So I do have a journal and, and my journal has my, my vision in there. It has my 12, primary focus things for the year mm-hmm. uh, for each month my five primary things for the year and then i have my five primary things for each month and then i use my phone so i literally on notes and it has my five things to do and i ask myself a question every day and it's what's the five things i can do today that are going to have the biggest impact on both my life and other people's lives nice. mm-hmm. Nice. And, and and that keeps me at that chunked up level yeah. every day. I love that it's a question again, because yeah. I was talking about this again on my book. I'm like, questions are, everyone wants the answers, yeah. but they're asking shit fucking questions. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, Absolutely. for me, the way that I journal and the way that we journal inside of Unstoppable, it's all prompted journaling. It's not fucking Adrian Moore. Yeah. Nobody knows, knows who he is. I don't. I keep mentioning Adrian Moore. Yeah. I've heard you know of who him. he is, right? I've heard of him, he basically had like if he used to have this TV show. It was like Dear Diary, right? We're not doing. I'm not fucking doing that. But we have prompt the journal. It's all fucking great questions. Yeah. And I think that. And I think I. I can't remember where I read this, but it was questions are the steering wheel of the mind. Like, and I'm like your question, the question that you ask yourself will for me, dictate where your attention goes, yeah. where your focus goes. Absolutely. So I suppose, yeah. is that why you're asking yeah. that question? Yeah. yeah. Um, one of my old mentors used to say that the quality of your life will always be in direct proportion to the quality of your question you ask yourself. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and I truly believe that. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, that's why I asked that question because it keeps me working in the, in the important and not the urgent. The, yeah. The and this gets you out of, this gets you out of, um, I don't think, 
a to-do list is good enough once you're past a certain level. You've got your five things, but I wouldn't... That's not a to-do list, is it? Because for me, to-do list never gets smaller. You only get bigger. Yeah. So I think for the level that you're at, this five questions thing, this five things is just fucking... It's fucking ideal, right? And your one thing... What do you do if those other four things don't get done? Because there'll be times where you're not getting all five done, right? There's times I don't do all five... But I, I know that if I, if if I structure it that way, I'll at least do three. Mm. And usually, I, I, I most times I'm in my five my five a day. Yeah. Um, but if I don't, I know it's three things more than I would have done if I hadn't have asked that question. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's I love amazing. that. I love that. What? Um. How how much did you start when you, you know you said you were starting investing when you were in the army? What was the? Can you remember like the first amount that you started the? Yeah, so the f- the very first investment property I bought, uh, I laugh about this now because it was uh, I teach people now how to buy below market value, and I bought above market value, so um, <laughs> fucking dreadful. So <clears throat> the first property they were all selling on the street for the highest was seventy six, and I went and paid eighty six. Oh shit! Yeah, so um, it's, a, it's a ten grand lesson, though. It's a fun. Yeah, 10 grand. so uh, you basically now having to make up ten grand before you're even. Um, before break you've even. even broke yeah, even, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, which is crazy when I think about it now. But um, again, that comes Valuable down to your lesson, isn't it? As you say, yeah, an so, expensive one. <laughs> yeah, it was. I've had plenty of them. Yeah, they, them ones normally tend to stick, though, don't they? Yeah. Oh, definitely, They're expensive ones. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. And those are those are. Um, that's one for your fucking book. Yeah, so I basically was just a, a little investment property, um, and uh, I ended up selling it for ten grand less than I bought it for, and I lost ten grand on it because I got myself in a cash flow situation, which is why now I talk the importance of cash flow. Of uh, yeah. that's your only threat in business. If yeah. you can manage that, everything else, cash flow, solve the problem of. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, and what are some yeah. of your biggest challenges right now? Because listen. I'm thinking about this. I'm like, you're running fucking 10 businesses. You're training two for, Ironmans. And that's what I'm saying. You're training for this thing. You're fucking doing, you're running Being 10 businesses. You're big. But do you know what I mean? I'm like, how does it, because there'll be people listening in and we get this quite a lot. Listen, it's impossible. Like, how can you have it all? How can you do all of that? Like, how are you doing all of that? It's a mindset thing, right? Or a yeah. skill set thing, you would uh, say. Skill, skill set, again, it's about having the right people around you. So, yeah. uh, I, I know that uh, I, I, the team that I've got around me and the people in them, them manage managers, managership. What's that's the right word? That's, it, I don't know. But it, you, have I fucking managership. Yeah. Steve uh, McQueen's got a couple of testicles uh, in his I, mouth. I, I always <laughs> make fucking words up. My team it. always written me Managership. Yeah. Management. Uh, yeah. Basically in them management positions, yes. they're the ones that, uh, they're just really, uh, good people I've got around me yeah. that, um, and I bet it's took some finding to get. Yeah. Yeah. Good um, people. It, it is because I used to come of the mindset of, of trying to get the cheapest people. Mm. And uh, because when you first employing people, it's that thing of, oh, fuck, I've got to cover their wage. And what happens if yes. I haven't got work? Yes. I'll try and keep it as And you see it as a cost. Yeah. You see employing absolutely. somebody is a cost. Yeah. Absolutely. And that was a big shift for me because bringing somebody in isn't a cost because they're actually going to either directly make you more money yeah. or 
they're going to free up some time for yeah. you to go and make more money, right? Exactly. That. Yeah. That was yeah. the biggest mindset shift that I had. I used to be like, for 10 years, I'd have like subcontractors here. I'll give you some work if I've got it. If yeah. I've got work, I'll give you some. Yeah. And again, I think that's only going to get you to a certain level. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. When did you employ your first employee? And when did, when did, you, when did you know it was right? Uh, so it was when I came out of the army and uh, the first guy I ever took on was um, uh, we were doing house renovations and I, I had him sort of doing some labouring work for me. He, he was homeless, to be honest. My brother came to me and he went, one of my mates has been kicked out. He's on the street. Have you got anywhere for him to stay? So I put him in one of my apartments and uh, the guy just said to me, look, uh, have you got any work? so I can get back on my feet. And I give him a bit of work and he was really good lad. He just grafted and that. Mm-hmm. And then I started to bring him onto the property renovations and I just thought, fuck it, I'm going to employ him. Yeah. And um, I brought him on the books about the same time as I did my sister as well. Yeah. She came on to do a couple of days admin. She, yeah. She'd lost a job at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just never let her go. She just mm. ended up that, went into two days, Roll three days, it. four days, five days. And, yeah, um, yeah. I yeah, I think once you sort of broke past that, um, hiring people and, and, and also firing people, it, the emotion, it's taken out of it. Yeah. You, just, you just do what you need yeah. to do. Did, and was that higher, just a, was it for your stress or was it, like, was it just capacity or did you capacity, need? Capacity, yeah. yeah. Uh, absolutely. So I was just uh, snowed under with, with paperwork and I was trying to, I was literally doing everything. I was yeah. being the builder through the day, writing yeah. the quotes upon the night. <laughs> Um, trying to sort my own tax things. Um, yeah. And it just, like you say, it's just, uh, it just doesn't work. Yeah. Some, some you get to give. like a ceiling, don't you? Yeah. Where you're like, actually, yeah. either this ceiling's going to come in on me yeah. or I'm going to have to really fucking burst through it. Yeah. One thing that I want to ask you, because we touched on the right people and I got asked this question, I kind of struggled to answer it actually the other day was, we talk about, we talk about getting around the right people, having the right people around you, being surrounded by positive people. We talk about your peer group and the standards and that. I'm like, There'll be a lot of people in here who are listening and thinking, well, I haven't got that. I haven't got positive people around me. I haven't got people pushing themselves around me. And my answer on this was, I wasn't allowed to say it actually because of the, the, the publishing company, your big publishing company. They said, I was like, well, just join my fucking program. <laughs> She's like, what advice would you give someone? I said, join my program. But she said, you can't say that. And I said, well, actually, and you agree with me on this. I know this because you're, you're, you'll still be an active member of programs. I'm like, sometimes... You've got to realize that to get round people that are playing a bigger game, yeah. you've got to put fucking skin in it. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? No, absolutely. Like, I'm like, because yeah. you can put me in a group of positive people all day, but like if they're not doing anything, I'm probably, and you'll be the same as me. We put out a lot of free shit, mate. Yeah. We've got people listening to the podcast. We've got people watching my videos, watching your videos, reading your posts and that. But a lot of the time they just feel a little bit better as a result of it. And I'm like, Putting skin in the game could be a fucking game changer. Like, what's yeah. your what would be your advice for somebody who's like, yeah, I get it now. I get that. I need around to, to be around people who can pull me up to their standard. Like, what would be your uh, two things on that? I totally agree that um, putting skin in the game. Yeah. And two, I absolutely request that because if someone's not willing to, I don't want to work with you. It's fuck off. And that's not because I want to make money from yes. it. It's because I demand that from myself that I invest in myself at a heavy level. And if you're not willing to invest in yourself, fuck off, I'm not interested, yeah. and that's it. Yeah. Line, Dude, I got so. a couple of people, I got a couple of people who wanted me on that podcast, and they got all butt hurt when I said, yeah, I'll come on your podcast, but you need to send, give 150 quid to this campaign against living miserably, which I think is an amazing charity, probably the best um, for men. Yeah. And 
they were like, no, it doesn't matter. And I'm like, that tells me that you don't value my time, but also yeah. your podcast isn't that fucking important. Yeah, I'd have told them to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would have, but we've got a team that does that, right? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it does, right? But I think that, that, and I think it doesn't even matter. I'm like, for you guys listening, I'm like, I don't care if it's with me or not. But until you put, it's almost like you're valuing yourself as well, right? Yeah. It's like you can watch all these free YouTube videos and listen to podcasts, which, by the way, content's fucking amazing, mate, so thank you for that. Valuable shit. But you probably, people listening probably aren't going to do anything with it because no. there's nothing to lose. Yeah. Uh, and and I, I, what you were saying there, it, it triggered some at me. You know Jesson, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, me and Jesson were speaking and... Um, Jesson said to me, he will happily invest money, yeah. even if he doesn't need the knowledge just yeah. to put himself around, just to make connections. Wow. So he has no issue of, of investing 30 grand to create a connection with someone, even if he knows everything what they're teaching. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. That is very fucking interesting, just to get in the room. Yeah. Basically. Well, mate, people think I got Tyson Fury on the podcast for free. I'm like, you think you're going to get the fucking heavyweight champion of the world? After he's fucking knocked Deontay Wilder out yeah. in the middle of lockdown on a fucking podcast by sending him a fucking Instagram message. Yeah. It's not going to fucking happen, but I was willing to put that money in because I wanted that connection. I wanted to start with a fucking bomb. And since yeah. then we've been able to attract way more fucking people. Yeah. So it's not like we're just preaching this. Yeah. It's like we're fucking practicing this. And I'm sure yeah. you've spent... Give me a guess about how much you've been. I'm not even going to say spent. I'm going to say invested. Uh, oh, hundred over hundred hundred thousands. Yeah. With with Andy Harrett and I've I've invested a lot. And, and between me and Gemma, um, yeah. so I I done Andy's thirty five grand program. Gemma yeah. did twenty grand, yeah. and then I've done loads of other stuff. I've probably put best part of hundred grand with Andy Harrett really? alone. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Christian, who was one of my other mentors, um, probably best. I part think I used to be in a program with Christian. Christian used to be in. Um, a program with this guy called John McCulloch, who's a, a copywriter. Yeah, that's right. Evil ball genius. I'm yeah, pretty yeah. sure Christine was in it when I yeah, was in it. That's uh, right. Yeah. Uh, but I never actually met him. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And, and you know, because we've said those numbers, guess what I'm thinking? Someone's going to say, it's all right for you. I haven't got 30 grand to invest, but yeah. I'm like, well, <clears throat> invest what you can. That's just yeah. a percentage of what, where you're at right now. So when I like you were investing out, 30 grand in a fucking program yeah. when you first started, when I, when I first started out, because uh, Gemma takes the piss out of me about this, so um, I, I I seen this advert and it basically came up on Facebook. Christian Simpson knows what your business wants. Do you? And I looked and I thought it's a bit of a bold statement. Yeah. <laughs> um, relatively new in business. Yeah. Went on there, clicked on, downloaded his his program. It was all free, and I'm kind of thinking, fucking hell, this is some real good stuff. All yeah. these videos, implementation guide. Yeah. And I folded it all through. I thought, this is brilliant. I got loads from it. Yeah. Started getting a return. From the free thing? Yeah. Holy shit, well played, Yeah, Because um, I'm terrible at that. And, uh, I never implement fuck all that's not. free. Well, that was the big thing he put on here, saying if if you're not going to implement, basically unsubscribe. Oh, so what he did yeah. was, you know yeah, what he, he did? Really he triggered that fuck yeah. you thing, didn't he? Yeah. In your mind. Well, you think I'm not going to do it? Fuck you. Yeah, I, I think it was just because he he came across really well, yeah. and I, I was convinced that yeah, yeah the implement he told us how important that bit was. Yeah. So I done it. I implemented. I got a return. I yeah. was getting all of these emails, yeah. and I'm thinking, fucking hell, this guy's teaching me all sorts. Yeah. Like, why is he sending me all this stuff? Yeah. And then I got offered this program for one nine nine one nine seven, the yeah. magic number. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that hasn't got a seven, and it. it's yeah. not an online marketing product. So I. Uh, 
I literally pondered over it for weeks and Gemma in the end went to me, for fuck's sakes, it's 200 quid, just fucking yeah, buy it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I did, um, and then I got a great return off that. I did a 1,500 quid product, yeah. got a good return off that. Yeah. I did a couple, about a three grand product, got a really good return off that. Yeah. And then he opened his mastermind group, mm-hmm. and I went back into that spiral again of thinking, is it a scam? Was all of these other things to get me to this position? Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just all this shit again. Um, and and I, I did take action, and that was 21 grand a year. Yeah. But at the time, when I took that 21 grand a year, um, a year's worth of coaching, yeah. that was a third of the business income. Wow, was time. it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, so it was no small decision no, then? No. Yeah. But it's... Oh, it was the best decision that I, I, I that's probably the, the single most best decision I ever made. Yeah. 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 Do you know what the first, um, do you know what the first personal development product I was ever, ever bought? I was about 22. I lived with my mum and dad and uh, it was on QVC and there was this big guy, about fucking seven foot tall, yeah. massive <laughs> shovel say. hands, massive teeth. And he was talking about his CD program, Get the Edge, Tony Robbins, <laughs> fuck me, mate. Honestly, I was actually... Do you know, you might know him actually, because he does, I think he's done a lot of Annie's events, Sanj, he owns Ignite yeah. events, he does yeah, all the lighting Sanj, and that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I did, I was the first one that had spoken on his new studio, which is incredible, by the way. Shout out Sanj. And he was, um, I went in his office and he had all of the Tony Robbins things backed up. Right. And he's like, actually, I do all the sound, the lights, the fucking cameras and that for Tony Robbins, Gary V, Andy Harron and I. Mad that, innit? Yeah. yeah, Tony Robbins, all I need is within me now. Classic, classic. Yeah, bro. I'm like, and you know what? When I was 22, that was a level investment that that I needed. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, it was like, I think even that for a fucking CD, I mean, a boot, like mate, a, a CD box set, a CD box set was about 300 fucking quid yeah. on a payment plan on QVC. It was that one where it counts down. It's like, you yeah. can't get it after this. Yeah. And, you, and they, they had it, it was, do you know what? That infomercial open my mind and marketing as well. But that's your, if you guys listen in, your level of investment doesn't have to be 20, 30 grand. Yeah. No. You're going to invest at the level that you're at. But if it doesn't, if it doesn't make you question it, it's probably not a big enough investment. You know yeah. what I'm saying? No, I think people need to get over that barrier. Even if there's free content there, yeah. when you, when you physically make that first transaction and hand that money over, yeah. It's exactly what you said. You've got skin in the game. Yeah. Everything, and everyone wants, a ret- everyone wants a return on their investment. Yeah. So to get the return on investment, well, usually most people will then do the work. Yeah. 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 I love it. So Stephen Green, where can uh, the squad, the listeners, the watchers, uh, the lurkers, the perverts, <laughs> where can the guys uh, find out more about you and what you do in your courses and that? Uh, so, uh, on my website, www.stegreen.co.uk, or, uh, if they go on YouTube under my name, Stephen Green, spelt with a V, uh, or the Property Investment Academy, where we do our, uh, property training as well. Um, that's pretty much the main things. I've got the book, Safe as Houses, you can get a free download of that on the website as Amazing. Well. I love it. World-class fucking seed in there as well. Thank you yeah. so much, Mr. Stephen Green. Thank you. Take care. Thank you, mate.